Hey, hey, yes indeed, yes indeed, this is the Houseman Show. I'm your host, Matt Houseman House, here with you on the Houseman Show Network, on the Anchor app, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Once again, I am your host, Matt Houseman House. Uh, Feel free to listen to this episode and all of our episodes, uh, like I said, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Anchor app. Uh, So we got a jam-packed show for you tonight, uh, per usual. Um, obviously, now that football season has started, um, we are fully indoctrinated um, into the season. Um, obviously, the NFL and then the Big Ten obviously made the announcement that uh, they will be returning October 24th uh, and 23rd. Um, so, I, you know, I, I am very excited about that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And obviously, I, I look forward to um, the Big Ten starting. You know, I know there are a lot of people out there that, that think it won't work and that, that you know, it's endangering the players and, and, and all of that. And to a certain degree, I agree. Um, but I think, listen, I think these big-time universities can can protect their players the best as far as like I said, I mean, you got dorms specifically for athletics um, at these colleges. So you could very easily put them in a dorm, have them do online classes, go to practice, and that's it. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you can you can do that at a U of M or a Michigan State. You know, I, you obviously can't really do that at Albion or you know a Division three two school or whatever like that, something like that. So. You know, I I think, you know, and so far I think college football has been fine. Um, so I, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll work out. Um, but let's start off with the Lions. <sighs> I mean, just a miserable game one. Obviously, they played very well through three quarters. You know, Matthew Stafford missed a couple of throws, but overall, you know, looked pretty good. Um, and then Adrian Peterson had 96 yards, um, rushing. He had some really nice runs. And then in the fourth quarter, they just fell apart. I mean, it was literally the same game as against the Arizona Cardinals last year. Except for this year, we lost. We were up 24-6 to on Arizona. They came back, tied the game, ended up being a tie. This time, we were up 23-6. Couldn't seal the deal. For some reason, in the fourth quarter, with your two corner, two of your top corners hurt and Chufant and um, Devin Coleman, you proceed to go in man coverage the rest of the way. Don't change up your, your you know, the approach. Play, you know, conservative, and you end up losing. Surprise, surprise. Now, of course, yeah, you could have won the game had DeAndre Swift Swift caught the pass at the end of the game. Listen, you know, that's not why you lost that game. Okay, it's not. It's really not. Uh, You lost that game because you have inept coaching um, and a GM who utterly refuses to fix the pass rush. And I understand you drafted Julian Aquara um, in the third round. I, you know, I get that. It's great. 
Um, he, he didn't do anything. I don't think I'm going to look at the stats um, from the game on Sunday. Um, but I don't believe he did anything. Um, and today, in today's NFL, if you do not have a pass rush, you don't win games. You know, I mean, it's flat out. The Lions do not have a pass rush. Um, so let's see. Looking at defense, Tracy Walker had eight tackles. Oh, I guess Trey Flowers, oh, I guess, wow, we did have a sack. I didn't know Trey Flowers had a sack. But okay, I guess we have one sack. Um, Julian Okora did not register a tackle in that game. Um, did he even play? I don't even know if he even played. Is he hurt? Uh, doesn't say he's hurt. Yeah, he had no tackles. He had no impact whatsoever. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know what to expect here. You know, and Jamie Collins got kicked out of the game for headbutting the ref. And I, I thought, I mean, again, I understand you can't touch the ref. I get it. You know how many times refs get run over in the middle of games and they don't get ejected? I understand that Jamie Collins, again, I, I thought that ref was just showboating. Like, oh, I'm the ref. I got to establish. Oh, my God, he touched me. I mean, dude, he nudged you. Barely, barely, even, barely even nudged you. He, he kind of just scraped you with his helmet. Oh, my God, he's out of here. I mean, Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, I mean, I just... Yeah, you know, I'm just... I'm sick of Matt Patricia. I'm sick of him. I really am. I mean, it's the same nonsense. I want Matt Patricia fired. He should have been fired Sunday, Sunday night. Really, Monday morning, at the very least. I mean, I don't know what else you have to see from him. He's not going to turn it around. He's not. Uh, and, I mean, again, I don't... And I understand you lost Darius Slay, but you trade, you, you willingly got... You could have kept Darius Slay. You know, but because he talked bad about you, you, know, you got to get rid of him, which is ridiculous, but whatever. It is what it is. So then you proceed... So you got to draft Okuda. Although, I mean, I think you could have drafted a, a, a decent pass rusher at least. I want to look at the draft. Um, see if the Lions could have gotten something else. Um, let's see here. So, obviously, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Andrew Thomas, Tua, Herbert, Derek Brown. Could have drafted him. Let's see how Derek Brown did uh, for Carolina's debut. Um, let's 
First off, oh, he's starting. So starting defense only had two tackles. But, I mean, again, that's a guy you could have drafted. He's starting. Um, Isaiah Simmons. I don't know how he did. He kind of got, didn't have a great day. CJ Henderson, you wanted a cornerback. He had a great day. So you could have drafted. You know, Miami had the fifth pick. They had the 18th pick. And the 30th pick. So again, I mean, you probably couldn't have traded. You probably couldn't have traded to get CJ Henderson. I mean, you could have drafted him at five. We have Derek Brown. Javon Kinlaw at 14. Um, Let's see how Kinlaw did in his debut. Um, He's starting. Again, only one tackle, but still starting. You know, see Jeff Okuda not starting. Um... Let's see. Kayvon Chase on for the Jags. Granted, he's a linebacker, but still. Uh, doesn't say that he's even a part of the roster, so. But anyway, so fine. Um. Oh, he was, okay, he played, he had two tackles. Didn't start, but he starts behind Josh Allen, so. Uh, Kenneth Murray. The linebacker. For the Chargers. He's starting at linebacker. He had eight tackles. Could have drafted him at. When did he go? Kenneth Murray went 23rd. So, yeah, you could have traded with Miami. Could have gotten him there. But whatever. Don't need a linebacker, I guess. Patrick Queen, tackling machine. Jeez. Um. Let's see. I want to see what the... the second round was. I know there were a lot of good offensive players. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift. So, I mean, you could have... Hito Grace Matos for the Panthers. Uh, Ross Blacklock. So, let's see. Matos was drafted by... The Panthers... Um, uh, oh, well, he's hurt. Oh, he did play. He had one tackle, but still, I mean, <laughs> boy, I mean, that would have been nice to have. Uh, Ross Blacklock. Let's see for the Texans. Um, I don't, he probably didn't have a great day. Um, 
He is not starting, and he didn't record any stats, so whatever. Um, Grant Zelfes for the Browns. Antoine Winfield. Uh, Marlon Davidson for the Falcons. Let's see. Uh, Marlon Davidson did not play. He's hurt. Um, there's Taylor, Trayvon Diggs. He looks pretty decent. Going to draft it. AJ Espineza and Espineza for the Bills. Um, he did not play either. But I mean, boy, it would have been nice to have that guy, right? No. Raquan Davis for the Dolphins. Let's see. He had one tackle, but he's starting at 6'7", 330 pounds. Wouldn't want that guy, though. Um, Ezra Cleveland. Oh, well, he's off in the tackle. Um, Josh Uche for the Pats. Let's see. He is currently hurt. So, fine. Um, Okay, so he drafted Julian Aquara in the third round. Justin Matabuki uh, by the Ravens. Let's see. Matabuki did not play. He is hurt. Okay. Fine. Uh, Davon Hamilton for the Jags. Let's see. I know this isn't great radio, but, you know, I'm just pointing out all the possible, all the potential defensive players you could, defensive line players specifically, Davon Hamilton, he had two tackles. You know, so he was second string, so he's playing. Uh, Zach Bond for the Saints, you know, a linebacker. You know, how nice would that be to have? Because we don't have any good linebackers. Uh, he played, oh, he did not play. Okay, well, whatever, fine. Jonah Jackson, who actually who played pretty well. Um, I was actually surprisingly uh, happy by his performance. Uh, Nelvin Gallimore on the Cowboys. Defensive tackle. Could have drafted him, right? Uh, Gallimore play. Oh, he did not play. So fine. Uh, Terrell Lewis for the Rams. I feel like I heard his name. On Sunday Night Football. Um, oh, by the way, the Rams logo on the middle of the field. Sweet. Oh, my God. I want a hat. I want a hat. Uh, who was I looking for? Uh, Terrell Lewis. That's right. Uh, doesn't seem like he played. I thought I heard his name. 
I guess I'm thinking of Trayvon Diggs, but okay, whatever. Um, Jordan Elliott. Oh, that was nice. He went in the third round. Wow, jeez, I don't remember that. Um, McTavon Agam for the Broncos. Um, let's see. No, he played. No, he did not play. But, okay, so, I mean, you get the point. Okay, the Lions could have drafted so many other... Or, just a free agency alone. You could have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Right? Who played this weekend for Minnesota. I don't know if he had that much of an impact. Um... Obviously, the Vikings lost. So, Daniel Hunter was hurt. Yannick Nagakwe. Didn't record any stats. Did not play? Hmm. Let's see. It's Packers, box score, defense. I guess, I guess not. It's not a played. Well, anyway, but, I mean, you could have drafted him. You know, I mean, he was only, you know, a guy that... Let's see, you know, I don't think that way. You know, he only had 40 tackles and 8 sacks last year. But, you know, no, we don't... You know, you don't want a guy like that. 25-year-old defensive lineman. Psh, no. Could have traded for Cleo Mack a couple years ago. No. Don't want a guy like that. I mean, again, you look at the Redskins. Because of their suffocating defensive line. Well, they didn't need Chase Young, but they added anyway because you can't have enough defensive linemen. They added him anyway. And, and they won that game because of their suffocating defensive line. Saint, uh, L.A., the Rams, dominated that game against the Cowboys. Because they have a a, a a damn good defensive line. Right? You know, the, the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. Obviously because of a good running game, but because of a dominating defensive line. The Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night shut down Saquon Barkley. Why? Because their front seven is unbelievable. Again, that is how you win in today's game. Throwing the ball with good receivers and defensive line. If you don't get to the quarterback, you lose. Plain, plain and simple. Plain and simple. And I want to look at, um, let's see, stats. Let's see if I can find sacks. Um... As a stat here on here, defense.
defense. Um, gonna look up sacks for teams. You know, the Redskins had eight sacks. Cleveland had five. You know, uh, Indianapolis had four. Kansas City had four. Arizona, three. Atlanta, you had three. The Rams had three. I mean, I mean, I, I know how many games, you know, how many teams only have one sack? I guess, well, I guess you can be like Carolina, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Wow, they had none? I was surprised. And one sack. And very little pressure on the quarterback. I mean, you are simply not going to win games in the NFL today with one sack. One sack. Now, I guess if you're looking at teams that won, I mean, Tennessee won. But Minnesota lost, Carolina lost, Tampa lost. I guess New England won with only one sack. Uh, the Rams, or the Va uh, Raiders, they won. Jacksonville won. Houston lost. Detroit lost. Denver lost. You know, Dallas lost. Chicago won. San Francisco had two sacks. And they lost. Seattle had two sacks. You know, I mean, that, that is how you win games. In the league. It's by getting to the quarterback. You don't get to the quarterback, you lose. And a, a sorry-ass quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky would tear you apart. And, and Matt Patricia runs the same stupid defense to the point to where Trubisky knows you're, knows you're going to do it. You're predictable. That alone... Mitchell Trubisky saying that at the end of the game should get him fired. And you know the reporters, they at Michael Rothstein of ESPN, ask him a very legitimate question. Hey, Matt Patricia. Hey, you guys struggle in the fourth quarter. What's going on? Is it because of your coaching? Uh, well, no. I, I, I call it the greatest fourth quarter play ever. So, no, I think I do pretty well in the fourth quarter. First off, Matt, that happened five years ago. That had absolutely nothing to do with you. You would scheme that nothing at all. First off, Bill Belichick probably did it. Secondly, Malcolm Butler made the play, not you. And thirdly, the Seattle Seahawks called the pass and not run. Who, by the way, you hired the offensive coordinator that called that bonehead play in the Super Bowl. You had almost zero to do with that play. Number one, Daryl Bevel making the mistake of calling that play. Number two, Bill Belichick. Malcolm Butler. I would say number three. I'd say you're at the bottom rung of reasons of why that play happened. I say, well, I'll say Malcolm Butler is number two, then Bill Belichick, then you. So you had literally nothing to do with that play. Now, let's think of great defenses that you've come up with. Well, when you were a defensive coordinator, you got your ass hung up by freaking Philadelphia. Your defense looked terrible. You gave them, like, 40 points in the Super Bowl. Like, like what are we talking about here, Matt? 
You and that stupid beard and the stupid pencil. Get out of here. You're a terrible head coach. And that you, as a Lions head coach, have 11 blown fourth quarter leads. 11 blown leads in your tenure as a head coach. You've coached 33 games, Patricia. That's a third of your games that you've blown. That you could have won, but you lost. You are not a good coach. And then Bob Quinn is far from, like, he has addressed the defensive line zero. Oh, well, we drafted Julian Aquara in the third round. <laughs> no one gives a damn. You could have drafted literally any other player besides Julian Aquara. As far as a better pass rusher than Julian Aquara. I'm ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Matt Trisha needs to be fired. At this point, I wish we would have kept Jim Caldwell. At least we had a good defensive line back then. At least you won nine games, at the very least, under, under Jim Caldwell. No, you weren't great. And did, Bob, did Jim Caldwell deserve to be fired? Yes. We'd rather have him than this stupid clown. And Bob Quinn, who clearly... Who I, I've lost all faith in. The moment he didn't sign or trade for Yannick Ngakwe, I'm like, this guy... He and also, you could have you could have had Kareem Hunt for the dime on the dollar. He didn't get him. Oh, he's not a good person. Oh, well, let's sign Matt, Let's sign uh, Adrian Peterson. Here, show me the scene where he was beating his son senseless with a, with a tree branch. Oh, but no, but Adrian Peterson's a saint. Well, let's sign him. He's fine. He's only 35 years old. Could have drafted Kareem Hunt, so let's see how old he is. Um, oops, hold on. Cream Hunt. Let's see. Oh, he's 25. Could have drafted that guy. Or could have, could have signed that guy. No. Because then you wouldn't have even needed DeAndre Swift. Right? Because, you know, if you actually address the defensive line, you know, or, or traded down with Miami to get more picks... Popcorn's unbelievable. This seems unbelievable. And I sat there, and I, I specifically got a beer for the fourth quarter. I'm like, this beer is either gonna, I'm gonna celebrate a Lions win, good dominating win, or I'm gonna, I'm, or I'm gonna drink this beer to make me feel better for a horrible loss. Like the fact that I prepare for that and know that that's gonna happen, one way or the other, probably I'm gonna drink this beer. In disappointment. Ridiculous. Matt Patricia needs to be fired. Bob Quinn needs to be fired. Both. Immediately. They both clearly can't do their jobs. I mean, it's all the same. I don't care who owns the team. Whether it's... Whoever, whoever posts the name as owner of the team. Whether it's Sheila. Or Mrs. Ford. Or uh, the son. Or the dad. Or WCF. 
It doesn't matter who the freaking Ford is. It's all the same. The same stupid crap keeps happening. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, let's move on to something a bit happier. Um, as far as the Lions, or as far as uh, college football is concerned, the Big Ten is coming back. Uh, they are coming back on October 24th. Uh, in about a month, um, about five weeks from now, and I couldn't be happier. Now, I understand Nico Collins has chosen to opt out, um, as has Ambry Thomas, although by some reports that I have seen, um, Ambry Thomas is attempting to come back, um, so that's good. And then, obviously, Jalen Mayfield today is coming back. Now, as far as Nico Collins goes for Michigan... Um, I, you know, I mean, again, if he comes back, great. You know, if he chooses to come back, awesome. But I'm kind of like, I want Ambry Thomas to come back because God knows our defense needs him. And then I was thrilled that Jalen Mayfield came back because, I mean, it just, it just helps the offensive line to have him, right? You know, you can put him at left tackle. So then you have three reliable players on the offensive line in Andrew Stuber, Mayfield, and Ryan Hayes. Um, and then you just got to figure out the center and one of the other guard positions, right? Um, so, you know, I, so, but I, I'm intrigued by Nico Collins not returning because I, you know, I actually want to see what the team will look like, you know, without, um, you know, what the young receivers will look like. On this team. Um, Joel Horningford. He might be a tackle though. But I mean again. So you know either way. He's you know he played a lot. Last year. So I mean again. So you have four experienced. Offensive linemen. um, On this team. So. But again. Nico Collins not returning. Is not so detrimental. Because I want to see, I want to see more of Giles, Jack, uh, yeah, Giles Jackson and Mike Singer still and Cornelius Johnson and A.J. Henning and Roman Wilson, right? Those are the young guys. Those are the sophomores and freshmen that I want to see play. And obviously you have Ronnie Bell, so you still have, and Nick Eubanks. And then you have three, really, you have three good running backs. And Zach Charbonnet, Hassan Haskins, and the return of Chris Evans. So, I mean, you know, really, you have three reliable receiving options in Ronnie Bell, Nick Eubanks, and Chris Evans. Um, and so, so you can allow the young guys to develop. So, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of trial by fire, but I think it's a blessing in disguise in Nico Collins um, opting out. Right? Because then, you know, again, you can see Josh Gaddis' offense fully in view. Because Nico, Donovan Peoples Jones, Tarek Black, those guys are old school res- type receivers. They're big. They're, you know, the, the, the you know, the slant route and the spread offense, it's not really their style, right? They're more red zone threats, they're more you know, old school wide receivers. All the guys that we have, Ronnie Bell, <coughs> um you know, the, the, the five receivers that we have, or the six receivers that we have, 
um, are, are all between six foot and five nine. So they're all small, really fast, slant route, spread offense, wide receivers. Right? They're the type of receivers that you want. That I have been watching from Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State. That, you know, have been killing teams for years. I want those type of receivers. And we have them now. So I want to see. I want to see what Michigan's offense will look like. Now, obviously, the biggest problem for Michigan over the last couple of years has, has, has not been the offense. Right? It's been the defense. And Don Brown... You know, uh, as return, I wanted him fired. Um, unfortunately, he is still around uh, because he disappears in big games. So no matter no matter what Michigan's schedule is, okay, you're playing nine games, uh, which presumably I I would imagine Michigan will finish in the top seven of the conference, right? So you know because you're gonna have one and one of each division. In the Big Ten Championship. And then 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, 5v5, 6 You know, so you're going to have, you know, a, a potential ninth game. I would imagine Michigan's going to finish and play in those, in that ninth game. Which is essentially your quote-unquote bowl game. Um, which, fine. So, so, so you're going to have nine games. And I'm guaranteeing that Michigan will lose two. They'll lose to Ohio State. They'll lose to Penn State. Right off the bat. Um, Wisconsin, again I, don't, again, I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Because, you know, Jonathan Taylor graduated. Um, you know, you lost a lot of receiving options. Yes, Jack Cohn returns as quarterback. Um, but I don't know what you're going to get from Wisconsin. Uh, Minnesota, obviously Rashad Bateman is not playing, but I mean PJ Effects on that on that sideline, so you never know. Minnesota, I think, is totally going to be good, but I don't know if Michigan is going to play Minnesota in a nine game schedule. Possibly, I don't know. Uh, and obviously, it depends on where that game is now, and obviously, it depends on how much fans are going to be in that game. Um, if it's at Minnesota. But for sure, I'm penciling in two losses automatically um, to Ohio State and Defense State. Um, and it depends on what Big Ten West teams they play and where they play them. Um, but, you know, as far as the Big Ten East, you know, I, don't, I, I think you, you'll handle Indiana like normal. You'll handle Rutgers. You'll handle Maryland. Michigan State's unfortunately going to suck. They're going to be really bad. Really bad. Um, so that's four. So, yeah, I, mean, I think you're going to, you know, I, I think you're going to be third place in the division again. Um, and that's how it's going to be. Um, in the big time West, and it really truly is up for grabs. I still will say initially I had Minnesota winning the division anyway. Um, I still will hold with that prediction as of right now. Uh, even with Rashad Bateman um, opting out. Um, but I do believe that Minnesota will still win that division. Uh, Wisconsin in second, Iowa third. Um, and then, let's see. Who is it? Uh, who are the rest of the teams in that division? 
Um, so yeah, Minnesota one, Wisconsin two, Iowa three, I'll say Nebraska four, Purdue five. Actually, you know what? I'll say Illinois four, and Nebraska five, Purdue six, Northwestern seven. Um, so yeah. Um, so I still think, you know, Minnesota will still be, um, you know, because they have Muhammad Ibrahim, who had a nice season for them last year, 600 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, the only, th- obviously, Tanner Morgan coming back. Um, obviously, as far as the receivers go, Chris Autumn Bell is a junior. He had 371 and five touchdowns last year. Uh, Demetrius Douglas, kind of an experience, no touchdowns. Clay Geary. Yeah, so obviously without Rashad Bateman, um, you know, I mean, that's a guy that had 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. Uh, so that is definitely a big loss, um, for Minnesota. But I still think Minnesota will, um, will still win their division. So, but... Again, I, I, I obviously find Michigan's offense to be intriguing. I expect kind of more of the same for the defense. Um even with you know, with or without Ambry Thomas, I don't I don't think uh, Michigan will change up that much. Um let's see, I wanna see a depth chart. Um real quick. But, um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. I, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like for Michigan football. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, so you have Quiddy Pay. He chose not to opt out. Aiden Hutchinson, Carlo Kemp, uh, Chris Hinton. Uh, when was this article updated? No, oh, on nine sixteen. Okay, so yeah, so you have Ryan Hayes on the offensive line, Chuck Filiga, Zach Carpenter at center, Andrew Stuber, um, Joe Horningford. Where's Ryan Hayes? Oh, well, they have him at left tackle. So this is assuming that obviously this is before. Um, Jalen Mayfield announced his return. So Ryan Hayes would go to right tackle. Um, I guess Harlingford would be a backup. Um, but at any rate, as far as the defensive line goes, or the defense goes, Michael Barrett, Cam McGrone, Josh Ross, um, at linebackers, which is not bad. Uh, you still have Dax Hill. You still have Vincent Gray and Brad Hawkins in the secondary. Um, Andre Seldon, apparently, DJ Turner, freshman. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I thought Matthew Smith, I guess he didn't transfer. Who was it that I forget who transferred? Um,. But, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see if the defense will improve. 
and did not get your pants pulled down by Ohio State and not by Penn State anymore. Um, so that is obviously the big, the big marker. Um, so we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm hoping the schedule will come out in the next few days. Um, as far as Lion predictions, I fully expect the Lions to get killed by Green Bay on Sunday. Watch the Lions will win because, of course. Um, but I, realistically, with no secondary help, no defensive line help, I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams will have a field day. And I think the Packers will uh will kick our butts. Um and I'm predicting forty two to eight. Forty two to seven uh will be the final score. Um you know, I just think it'll be a disaster for the Lions on Sunday. So this has been the Houseman Show. I'm your host, Matt Houseman House. We'll uh we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with a schedule for the Big Ten. Thank you. Have a great night. You can listen to this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Anchor app. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey, hey. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is the Houseman Show. I'm your host, Matt Houseman House, here with you on the Houseman Show Network, on the Anchor app, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Once again, I am your host, Matt Houseman House. Uh, Feel free to listen to this episode and all of our episodes uh, like I said, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Anchor app. Uh, so we got a jam-packed show for you tonight, uh, per usual. Um, obviously, now that football season has started, um, we are fully indoctrinated um, into the season. Um, obviously, the NFL and then the Big Ten obviously made the announcement that uh, they will be returning October 24th uh, and 23rd. Um, so I, you know, I, I am very excited about that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And obviously I, I look forward to um, the Big Ten starting. You know, I know there are a lot of people out there that, that think it won't work and that, that you know, it's endangering the players and, and, and all of that. And to a certain degree, I agree. Um, but I think, listen, I think these big-time universities can can protect their players the best as far as, like I said, I mean, you got dorms specifically for athletics um, at these colleges. So you could very easily put them in a dorm, have them do online classes, go to practice, and that's it. Uh, I mean, you, know, I mean you, can, you can do that at a U of M or a Michigan State. You know, I, you obviously can't really do that at Albion or you know, a Division two school or whatever like that, something like that. So, you know, I, I think, you know, and so far I think college football has been fine. Um, so I, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll work out. Um, but let's start off with the Lions. <sighs> I mean, just a miserable game one. Obviously, they played very well. Through three quarters. You know, Matthew Stafford missed a couple of throws, but overall, you know, looked pretty good. Um, and then Adrian Peterson had 96 yards um, rushing. He had some really nice runs. And then in the fourth quarter, they just fell apart. I mean, it was literally the same game 
as against the Arizona Cardinals last year, except for this year we lost. We were up 24-6 on Arizona. They came back, tied the game, ended up being a tie. This time we were up 23-6. Couldn't seal the deal. For some reason in the fourth quarter, with your two, corner, two of your top corners, Hurt and Trufant and um, Devin Coleman, you proceed to go in man coverage the rest of the way. Don't change up your, your, you know, the approach. Play, you know, conservative, and you end up losing. Surprise, surprise. Now, of course, yeah, you could have won the game had DeAndre Swift, uh, Swift caught the pass at the end of the game. Listen, you know, that's not why you lost that game. Okay, it, it's not. It, it's really not. Uh, you lost that game because you have inept coaching um, and a GM who utterly refuses to fix the pass rush. And I understand you drafted Julian Aquara um, in the third round. I, you know, I get that. It's great. Um, he, he didn't do anything. I don't think I'm going to look at the stats um, from the game on Sunday. Um, but I don't believe he did anything. Um, and today, in today's NFL, if you do not have a pass rush, you don't win games. You know, I mean, it's flat out. The Lions do not have a pass rush. Um, so let's see. Looking at defense, Tracy Walker had eight tackles. Oh, I guess Trey Flowers... Oh, I guess... Wow, we did have a sack. I didn't know Trey Flowers had a sack. But okay, I guess we have one sack. Um, Julian Aquara did not register a tackle in that game. Um, did he even play? I don't even know if he even played. Is he hurt? Uh, doesn't say he's hurt. Yeah, he had no tackles. He had no impact whatsoever. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know what to expect here. You know, and Jamie Collins got kicked out of the game for headbutting the ref, and I, I thought, I mean, again, I understand, you can't touch the ref, I get it, you know how many times refs get run over in the middle of games and they don't get ejected? And I understand that with Jamie Collins, again, I, I thought that ref was just showboating. Like, oh, I'm the ref. I got to establish. Oh, my God, he touched me. I mean, dude, he nudged you. Barely, barely, even, barely even nudged you. He, he kind of just scraped you with his helmet. Oh, my God, he's out of here. I mean, Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, I mean, I just... Yeah, you know, I'm just... I'm sick of Matt Patricia. I'm sick of him. I really am. I mean, it's the same nonsense. I want Matt Patricia fired. He should have been fired Sunday, Sunday night. Really, Monday morning, at the very least. I mean, I don't know what else you have to see from him. He's not going to turn it around. He's not. Uh, and, I mean, again, I don't 
and I understand you lost Darius Slay, but you trade you you willingly got you could have kept Darius Slay. You know, but because he talked bad about you, you know, you gotta get rid of him. Which is ridiculous, but whatever. Is what it is. So then you proceed so you gotta draft Okuda. Although, I mean, I think you could have drafted a, a decent pass rusher, at least. I want to look at the draft. Um, see if the Lions could have gotten something else. Um, let's see here. So, obviously, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Andrew Thomas, Tua, Herbert, Derek Brown. Could have drafted him. Let's see how Derek Brown did uh, for Carolina's debut. Um, first off, oh, he's starting. So, starting defense only had two tackles. But, I mean, again, that's a guy you could have drafted. He's starting. Um, Isaiah Simmons. I don't know how he did. He kind of got didn't have a great day. CJ Henderson, you wanted a cornerback. He had a great day. So you could have drafted. You know, Miami had the fifth pick. They had the 18th pick. And the 30th pick. So again, I mean, you probably couldn't have traded. You probably couldn't have traded to get C.J. Henderson. I mean, you could have drafted him by five. We have Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw at fourteen. Um, let's see how Kinlaw did in his debut. Um, he's starting. Again, only one tackle, but still starting. You know, see Jeff Okuda not starting. Um, let's see. Kayvon Chason for the Jags. Granted, he's a linebacker, but still. Uh, Doesn't say that he's even a part of the roster, so but anyway, so fine. Um Oh, he was okay, he played he had two tackles. Didn't start, but he starts behind Josh Allen, so uh Kenneth Murray the linebacker for the Chargers. He's starting at linebacker. Get eight tackles. You know, could have drafted him at... When did he go? Kenneth Murray went 23rd. So yeah, you could have traded with Miami. Could have gotten him there. But whatever. Don't need a linebacker, I guess. Patrick Queen, tackling machine. Jeez. 
Um, let's see, I want to see what the what the second round was. I know there were a lot of good offensive players. Um, you know DeAndre Swift. So I mean, you could have Hito Grace Matos for the Panthers. Uh, Ross Blacklock. So let's see. Matos was drafted by the Panthers. Um, uh, oh, well, he's hurt. Oh, he did play. He had one tackle, but still, I mean, <laughs> boy, I mean, that would have been nice to have. Uh, Ross Blacklock. Let's see for the Texans. Um, I don't, he probably didn't have a great day. Um, he is not starting and he didn't record any stats, so whatever. Um, Grant Delphitt for the Browns. Antoine Winfield. Uh, Marlon Davidson for the Falcons. Let's see. Uh, Marlon Davidson did not play. He's hurt. Um, there's Taylor. Trayvon Diggs. He looks pretty decent. Going to draft AJ Espineza and Espineza for the Bills. Um, he did not play either, but, I mean, boy, it would have been nice to have that guy, right? No? Raquan Davis for the Dolphins. Let's see. He had one tackle, but he's starting at 6'7", 330 pounds. Wouldn't want that guy, though. Um, Ezra Cleveland. Oh, well, he's off in the tackle. Um, Josh Uche for the Pats. Let's see. He is currently hurt. So, fine. Um... Okay, so he drafted Julian Aquara in the third round. Justin Matabuki uh, by the Ravens. Let's see. Matabuki did not play. He is hurt. Okay, fine. Uh, Davon Hamilton for the Jags. Let's see. I know this isn't great radio, but, you know, I'm just pointing out all the possible, all the potential defensive players you could, defensive line players specifically. Davon Hamilton. He had two tackles. You know, so he was second string, so he's playing. Uh, Zach Bond for the Saints. You know, a linebacker. You know, how nice would that be to have? 
because we don't have any good linebackers. Uh, he played... Oh, he did not play. Okay, well, whatever, fine. Jonah Jackson, who actually who played pretty well. Um, I was actually surprisingly uh, happy by his performance. Uh, Nelvin Gallimore on the Cowboys. Defensive tackle. Could have drafted him, right? Uh, Gallimore play. Oh, he did not play. So fine. Uh, Terrell Lewis for the Rams. I feel like I heard his name on Sunday Night Football. Um, oh, by the way, the Rams logo on the middle of the field. Sweet. Oh my God, I want a hat. I want a hat. Uh, who was I looking for? Uh, Terrell Lewis, that's right. Uh, doesn't seem like he played. I thought I heard his name. I guess I'm thinking of Trayvon Diggs, but okay, whatever. Um, Jordan Elliott. I see Ossie went in the third round. Jeez, wow, I don't remember that. Um, McTavon Agam for the Broncos. Um, let's see. Oh, he played. No, he did not play. But, okay, so, I mean, you get the point. Okay, the Lions could have drafted so many other... Or just a free agency alone. You could have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Right? Who played this weekend for Minnesota. I don't know if he had that much of an impact. Um, Obviously, the Vikings lost. So... Daniel Hunter was hurt. Yannick Ngakwe... He didn't record any stats. Did he not play? Hmm. Let's see. It's Packers, box score, defense. I guess, I guess not. Must not have played. Well, anyway, but, I mean, you could have drafted him. You know, I mean, he was only, you know, a guy that, Let's see, Yannick Ngakwe. You know, he only had 40 tackles and 8 sacks last year. But, you know, no, we don't, you know, you don't want a guy like that. 25-year-old defensive lineman. Psh, no. Could have traded for Cleo Mack a couple years ago. No. Don't want a guy like that. I mean, again, you look at the Redskins. Because of their suffocating defensive line. Well, they didn't need Chase Young, but they added anyway because you can't have enough defensive linemen. They added him anyway, and, and they won that game because of their suffocating defensive line. Saint, uh, L.A., the Rams, dominated that game against the Cowboys because they have a, 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 a damn good defensive line. Right? You know, the, the 49ers went to the Super Bowl Obviously because of a good running game, but because of a dominating defensive line. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night shut down Saquon Barkley. Why? Because their front seven is unbelievable. Again, that is how you win in today's game. Throwing the ball with good receivers and defensive line. If you don't get to the quarterback, you lose. Plain, plain and simple. Plain and simple. And I want to look at, um, let's see, stats. Let's see if I can find sacks. Um... As a stat here on here, defense. Defense, um, gonna look up sacks for teams. You know, the Redskins had eight sacks. Cleveland had five. You know, uh, Indianapolis had four. Kansas City had four. Arizona, three. Atlanta, you had three. The Rams had three. I mean... I mean, how, you know, how many games, you know, how many teams only have one sack? I guess, well, I guess you can be like Carolina, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Wow, they had none? I'm surprised. And one sack. And very little pressure on the quarterback. I mean, you are simply not going to win games in the NFL today with one sack. One sack. Now, I guess if you're looking at teams that won, I mean, Tennessee won, but Minnesota lost, Carolina lost, Tampa lost. I guess New England won with only one sack. Uh, the Ram, or the uh, Raiders, they won. Jacksonville won. Houston lost. Detroit lost. Denver lost. You know, Dallas lost. Chicago won. San Francisco had two sacks, and they lost. Seattle had two sacks. You know, I mean, that that is how you win games in, in the league. It's by getting to the quarterback. You don't get to the quarterback, you lose. And a, a sorry-ass quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky would tear you apart. And, and Matt Patricia runs the same stupid defense to the point to where Trubisky... Knows you're, knows you're going to do it. You're predictable. That alone, Mitchell Trubisky saying that at the end of the game should get him fired. And you know the reporters, they at Michael Rossi at ESPN, ask him a very legitimate question. Hey, Matt Patricia. Hey, you guys struggle in the fourth quarter. What's going on? Is it because of your coaching? 
Uh, well, no. I, I, I call it the greatest fourth quarter play ever. So, no, I think I do pretty well in the fourth quarter. First off, Matt, that happened five years ago. That had absolutely nothing to do with you. You had you schemed that nothing at all. First off, Bill Belichick probably did it. Secondly, Malcolm Butler made the play, not you. And thirdly, the Seattle Seahawks called the pass and not run. Who, by the way, you hired the offensive coordinator that called that bonehead play in the Super Bowl. You had almost zero to do with that play. Number one, Daryl Bevel making the mistake of calling that play. Number two, Bill Belichick. Malcolm Butler. I would say number three. I say you're at the bottom rung uh, of reasons of why that play happened. I say, well, I'll say Malcolm Butler is number two, then Bill Belichick, then you. So you had literally nothing to do with that play. Now let's think of great defenses that you've come up with. Well, when you were a defensive coordinator, you got your ass hung up by freaking Philadelphia. Your defense looked terrible. You gave them like 40 points in the Super Bowl. Like, like what are we talking about here, Matt? You and that stupid beard and the stupid pencil. Get out of here. You're a terrible head coach. And that you, as a Lions head coach, have 11 blown fourth quarter leads. 11 blown leads in your tenure as a head coach. You've coached 33 games, Patricia. That's a third of your games that you've blown. That you could have won, but you lost. You are not a good coach. And then Bob Quinn is far from blank. He has addressed the defensive line zero. Oh, well, we drafted Julian Aquara in the third round. (laughs) No one gives a damn. You could have drafted literally any other player besides Julian Aquara. As far as a better pass rusher than Julian Aquara. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Matt Patricia needs to be fired. At this point, I wish we would have kept Jim Caldwell. At least we had a good defensive line back then. At least you won nine games, at the very least, under, under Jim Caldwell. No, you weren't great. And did, Bob, did Jim Caldwell deserve to be fired? Yes. Would rather have him than this stupid clown. And Bob Quinn, who clearly... Who, I've lost all faith in. The moment he didn't sign or trade for Yannick Ngakwe, I'm like, this guy, he doesn't. And also, you could have had Kareem Hunt for the dime on the dollar. You didn't get him. Oh, he's not a good person. Oh, well, let's sign Matt, let's sign uh, Adrian Peterson. Here, show me the scene where he was beating his son senseless with a, with a tree branch. Oh, but no, but Adrian Peterson's a saint. Well, let's sign him. He's fine. He's only 35 years old. Could have drafted Kareem Hunt, so let's see how old he is. Um, whoops, hold on. Kareem Hunt. Let's see, oh, he's 25. Could have drafted that guy. 
I couldn't couldn't sign that guy. No. Because then you wouldn't have even needed DeAndre Swift. Right? Because, you know, if you actually address the defensive line, you know, or, or traded down with Miami to get more picks, it's just... Falcons, <sighs> unbelievable. This seems unbelievable. And I sat there... And I, I specifically got a beer for the fourth quarter. I'm like, this beer is either gonna I'm gonna celebrate a Lions win, good dominating win, or I'm gonna I'm or I'm gonna drink this beer to make me feel better for a horrible loss. Like the fact that I prepare for that and know that that's gonna happen one way or the other, probably I'm gonna drink this beer in disappointment. Ridiculous. Matt Patricia needs to be fired. Bob Quinn needs to be fired. Both. Immediately. They both clearly can't do their jobs. I mean, it's all the same. I don't care who owns the team. Whether it's... Whoever, whoever posts the name as owner of the team, whether it's Sheila or Mrs. Ford or uh, the son or the dad or WCF, doesn't matter who the frickin' Ford is. It's all the same. The same stupid crap keeps happening. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, let's move on to something a bit happier. Um, as far as the Lions, or as far as uh, college football is concerned, the Big Ten is coming back. Uh, they're coming back on October 24th. Uh, in about a month, um, about five weeks from now, and I couldn't be happier. Now, I understand Nico Collins has chosen to opt out, um, as has Ambry Thomas, although by some reports that I have seen, um, Ambry Thomas is attempting to come back. Um, so that's good. And then, obviously, Jalen Mayfield today is coming back. Now, as far as Nico Collins goes for Michigan, um, I, you know, I mean, again, if he comes back, great. You know, if he chooses to come back, awesome. But I'm kind of like, I want Amber Thomas to come back because God knows our defense needs him. And then I was thrilled that Jalen Mayfield came back because, I mean, it just it just helps the offensive line to have him. Right? You, know, you can put him at left tackle. So then you have three reliable players on the offensive line in Andrew Stuber, Mayfield, and Ryan Hayes. Um, and then you just got to figure out the center and one of the other guard positions, right? Um, so, you know, I, so, but I, I'm intrigued by Nico Collins not returning because, I, you know, I actually want to see what the team will look like, you know, without, um, you know, what the young receivers will look like on this team. Um, Joel Horningford, he might be a tackle though, but I mean, again, so, you know, either way, he's, you know, he played a lot last year, so, I mean, again, so you have four experienced offensive linemen, um, on this team, so, but again, Nico Collins not returning is not so detrimental, because I want to see, I want to see more of Giles Jack, uh, yeah, Giles Jackson, and Mike Singer still. 
and Cornelius Johnson and A.J. Henning and Roman Wilson, right? Those are the young guys. Those are the sophomores and freshmen that I want to see play. And obviously you have Ronnie Bell, so you still have and Nick Eubanks. And then you have three really, you have three good running backs in Zach Charbonnet, Hassan Haskins, and the return of Chris Evans. So, I mean, you know, really you have three reliable receiving options in Ronnie Bell, Nick Eubanks, and Chris Evans. Um, and so, so you can allow the young guys to develop. So, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of trial by fire, but I think it's a blessing in disguise in Nico Collins um, opting out. Right? Because then, you know, again, you can see Josh Gaddis' offense fully in view. Because Nico, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tarek Black, those guys are old-school type receivers. They're big. They're, you know, the, the, you know, the slant route and the spread offense, it's not really their style. Right? They're more red zone threats. They're more, you know, old-school wide receivers. All the guys that we have, Ronnie Bell... <clears throat> um, you know, the, the, the five receivers that we have, or the six receivers that we have, um, are, are all between six foot and five nine. So they're all small, really fast, slant route, spread offense, wide receivers. Right? They're the type of receivers that you want that I have been watching from Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State that, you know, have been killing teams for years. I want those type of receivers, and we have them now. So I want to see. I want to see what Michigan's offense will look like. Now, obviously, the biggest problem for Michigan over the last couple of years has, has, has not been the offense, right? It's been the defense. And Don Brown, you know... Uh, has returned. I wanted him fired. Um, unfortunately, he is still around uh, because he disappears in big games. So no matter no matter what Michigan's schedule is, okay, you're playing nine games, um, which presumably I I would imagine Michigan will finish in the top seven of the conference, right? So you know because you're gonna have one and one of each division in the Big Ten Championship, and then 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, 5v5, 6v, you know. So you're going to have, you know, a, a potential ninth game. I would imagine Michigan's going to finish and play in those, in that ninth game, which is essentially your quote-unquote bowl game. Um, which, fine. So, so, so you're going to have nine games. And I'm guaranteeing that Michigan will lose two. They'll lose to Ohio State. They'll lose to Penn State. Right off the bat. Um, Wisconsin, again I, don't, again, I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Because, you know, Jonathan Taylor graduated. Um, you, know, you lost a lot of receiving options. Yes, Jack Cohn returns as quarterback. Um, but I don't know what you're going to get from Wisconsin. Uh, Minnesota, obviously Rashad Bateman is not playing, but I mean PJ effects on that on that sideline, so you never know. Minnesota, I think, is totally going to be good, but I don't know if Michigan is going to play Minnesota in a nine game schedule. Possibly, I don't know. 
Uh, and obviously, it depends on where that game is. Now, and obviously, it depends on how much fans are going to be at that game. Um, if it's at Minnesota. But for sure, I'm penciling ten, two losses automatically. Um, to Ohio State and Defense State. Um, and it depends on what Big Ten West teams they play and where they play them. Um, but, you know, as far as the Big Ten East, you know, I, don't, I, I think you'll you handle Indiana like normal. You'll handle Rutgers. You'll handle Maryland. Michigan State's unfortunately going to suck. They're going to be really bad. Really bad. Um, so that's four. So, yeah. I, mean, I think you're gonna, you know, I, I think you're gonna be third place in the division again, um, and that's how it's gonna be. Um, in the Big Ten West, whew, it really truly is up for grabs. I still will say, initially I had Minnesota winning the division anyway. Um, I still will hold with that prediction, as of right now, uh, even with Rashad Bateman um, opting out. Um, but I do believe the Minnesota will still win that division. Uh, Wisconsin in second, Iowa third. Um, and then, let's see. Who is it? Uh, who are the rest of the teams in that division? Um, so, yeah, Minnesota one, Wisconsin two, Iowa three, I'll say Nebraska four, Purdue five. Actually, you know what? I'll say Illinois four, and Nebraska five. Purdue 6, Northwestern 7. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I still think, you know, Minnesota will still be, um, you know, because they have Muhammad Ibrahim, who had a nice season for them last year, 600 yards, 7 touchdowns. Um, the only, th- obviously, Tanner Morgan coming back. Um... Obviously, as far as the receivers go, Chris Autumn Bell is a junior. He had three seventy one and five touchdowns last year. Uh, Demetrius Douglas, kind of an experience, no touchdowns. Clay Geary, yeah. So obviously, without Rashad Bateman, um, you know, I mean, that's a guy that had twelve hundred yards and eleven touchdowns last year. Uh, so that is definitely a big loss. Um, for Minnesota, but I still think Minnesota will, um, will still win their division. So, but again, I, I, I obviously find Michigan's offense to be intriguing. I expect kind of more of the same for the defense. Um, even with, you know, with or without Ambry Thomas, I don't, I don't think uh, Michigan will change up that much. Um... See, I want to see a depth chart um, real quick. But, um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. I, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like for Michigan football. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, so you have Quiddy Pay. He chose not to opt out. Aiden Hutchinson, Carlo Kemp, uh, Chris Hinton. Uh, when was this article updated? Oh, on nine sixteen. Okay. So, 
You got to see Ryan Hayes on the offensive line, Chuck Filiga, Zach Carpenter at center, Andrew Stuber, um, Joel Horningford. Where's Ryan Hayes? Oh, well, they have him at left tackle. So this is assuming that, obviously, this is before um, Jalen Mayfield announced his return. So Ryan Hayes would go to right tackle. Um, I guess Harlingford would be a backup. Um, but at any rate, as far as the defensive line goes, or the defense goes, Michael Barrett, Cam McGrone, Josh Ross, um, at linebackers, which is not bad. Uh, you still have Dax Hill. You still have Vincent Gray and Brad Hawkins in the secondary. Um... Andre Seldon, apparently, DJ Turner, freshman. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I thought Matthew Smith, I guess he didn't transfer. Who was it that I forget who transferred? Um. But, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I want to see if the defense will improve, and not get your pants pulled down by Ohio State, and not by Penn State anymore. Um, so that is obviously the big, the big marker. Um, so we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm hoping the schedule will come out in the next few days. Um, as far as line predictions, I fully expect. The Lions to get killed by Green Bay on Sunday. Watch the Lions will win because, of course. Um, but I, realistically, with no secondary help, no defensive line help, I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams will have a field day. And I think the Packers will uh, will kick our butts. Um, and I'm predicting 42-8. to 42-7 uh, will be the final score. Um, you know, I just think it'll be a disaster for the Lions on Sunday. So this has been the Houseman Show. I'm your host, Matt Houseman House. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with a schedule for the Big Ten. Thank you. Have a great night. You can listen to this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Anchor app. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next week.